got Felicity Huffman here. Uh, we are so honored. Now, you've been acting for a long time. Yes. You've been doing it. <laughs> yes. And where'd you study? I studied at a lot of places. I was the youngest of eighth kid, and I think eight Jeez. kids, and I think my I was obnoxious and loud. And so my mother said, I think you need to go to acting camp. So I started going to acting camp when I was 10. Yeah. And then I went to a performing arts high school. In New York? Uh, no, in it's called Interlochen in Michigan. Oh, oh that's a big one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I went to RADA, and then I went to NYU. Yeah, and, but you're um, from New York State. Uh, I was born there, and then my mother moved all of us out to Colorado. I grew up in Aspen. In Aspen? You look so beautiful. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I've got, I've arranged the lighting so that it, it works the best for me. <laughs> um, what's it like? And Aspen's a, a holiday town. What's it like growing up there? Um, it's kind of like any uh, destination. You have sort of the tourist season and the tourists, and then you have the locals. And so it's right. it's like all those things you see of the townies. You're kind of a townie. Right. Do you go back there ever? Aspen? Yeah, yeah. Your I, folks still live there? Uh, my folks are dead, but Bill and I bought the family place that wow. I grew up in. So wow. we still have it, which is great. And you've got kids. I do. I have two. Now, because one of your kids is a fan of Drag Race, is that right? They're both incredible fans of Drag Are Race. Are they here today? Yeah. Well, Sophia is here. Uh huh. And um, Georgia is not, but Sophia's eighteen, oh, so you she have got two to come. Girls also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And and so you you were studying acting. You we went all over, and then you're you did an after school special. Jeez, you've done your homework. Is that thanks to you over there on the Oh, computer? no, no, no. This is his twisted memory. No, it's twisted memory. What, what was the, because uh, they don't make after school specials no, anymore. No, ABC was your... after school special. It was called A Home Run for Love. And about what was this? Jackie Robinson, about this young, it was about in the 40s, uh, this boarding house where the father had died and the mother and the sister were you know, taking care of people that stayed there. And then the young boy was obsessed with Jackie Robinson. And the old um, black caretaker sort of took the boy in hand and took him to a Jackie Robinson game. And it was sweet. Yeah. But yes, God, that was when I was 15. You were 15 when you did that? Yes. Who directed it? I have no idea. (laughs) I love it. Do you you remember filming it? Oh, very well. And so how'd you get the job? How'd you get that first job? My good friend who... This wonderful man named Ray Underwood went to high school with a couple of my older siblings, and he knocked on the door of my mom's house in Aspen, Colorado, and he said, my mother's moving away, and I would like to, can I pay rent? She said, no, you can't pay rent, but you can come and stay here for free. Mm. So he lived with us his last two years of high school, and then he went to Juilliard and became an actor, and uh, he called up my mom when I was 15 and said, Flicko wants to act. Why don't you send her to L.A. for the summer? And so I went to L.A. for the summer, and... I got agents and I got that job and, and I got my you? SAG. Flicka? Flicka, that's my, yeah, I was Aww. called Flicka before Felicity. Robert Lieberman directed it. Robert Lieberman. Wow. I don't know Robert Lieberman. I'm trying to think. I think I went to Temple with him. Okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> so, and then when, how'd you get the next job? When was the next job? And then I was living in LA with Ray. Um, Ray and his boyfriend and Juliana and her girlfriend and I would get up in the morning and put on my uniform and go to Buckley Mm -hmm. and the bus driver would come and I'd get in the bus and she would say don't worry ugly girls get married sooner it's really going to be okay who said that to you? the bus driver because I was kind of chunky and ugly and um, Buckley the private school yeah Buckley the private school and then finally by Christmas time I went I I can't do this anymore and so I left LA and I went home and uh just went to public school so I I took a break because I I shouldn't have been out on my own when I was that young (laughs) so who was paying for Buckley Oh, my mom. Oh, because your mom's got money because she moved the full family to Aspen. Aspen. Yeah. How did they, how did your mom have money? Because my grandfather was a partner in Morgan Stanley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad also was a banker in World War II. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm a trust fund baby. You can trust me. Yeah. Ah, Thank you. Thank you for quoting Hamilton. You're welcome. Which I'm not sure if Rue got. I I didn't get, but you know, I have seen Hamilton. Yeah. So then um, uh, after school special, you stayed in LA, then you moved back home, public school. When did you get the next job? Wow. The next paying job? 
in acting. Jeez. This is I, after the after school special? Yeah. yeah I went okay. to Interlochen, then I went to London, and then I went to NYU. Because most people know you really from uh, Desperate Housewives. That's yeah, when it, it blew up and then came Transamerica mm-hmm. and, and everything else, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you had worked before that. It's yeah. just that, that was those were the breakthrough. That's where America, the world, got to go, oh, that's Felicity Huffman. That was a yeah. TV-changing game. Uh, Desperate Housewives. Oh, yeah, particularly for women over 40. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my next paying gig, I think, was a guest star on Law & Order or something yeah. around college. I, I, didn't, I didn't work for a long time. I mean, I did plays and stuff like you that. You were training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, was, I guess I was training. Yeah. Um, and then I got... I did a lot of plays. I worked with David Mamet. That's wow. that's what happened at NYU. I started um, working with David Mamet, and then he very kindly, oh, my God, I guess my next paying gig was replacing Madonna in Speed the Plow. Great one. Wow. That's what a great one. Yeah. You replaced her. So she finished her run or she stopped it early? She finished her run. I think yeah. she only had like a three-month gig because she yeah. was such a superstar. I mean, she was really at the peak yes, of I remember. her Madonna, Madonna. Yeah. And um, – I think as the pendulum swings the other way, Mamet and David and Mosier, Greg Mosier, went from casting Madonna to casting Who? Yeah. Which is really they were yeah. like, Felicity Huffman, who is starring in Yeah. Uh, that was the New did York. Did you Times. see Madonna's performance? I did. And no shade. Um, but did you what did you learn about the character from watching Madonna's performance of it? Anything? I think it was mainly a cautionary tale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, it, it, Mamet is really, really it's difficult. It's the hardest thing, and isn't didn't it? Didn't he write really that role difficult. for her? No, he no. didn't because that was the Madonna lore. Right. No, that's not yes. True. Yeah. It's a hard role, it's though. It's a isn't really it? hard role. That Mamet's second hard. act is a monologue that you need to have some serious time on the boards. I'm yeah. not sure I did it any uh, better, but it was just mainly. Yeah, it was kind of a cautionary tale. Who was in that play with you? Who was the male lead? Um, when I came in, it was Bob Balaban and David Rashi and uh, Joey Montaigne and um, rest in peace, Ron Silver had left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, That's right, because he was in it with Madonna. Yeah, and then yeah. I yes. did it at um, the Kennedy Center in, in Washington as well. Yeah, and have you continued to do plays and, and you long to do Broadway? Is that your first love? I do love plays, and yes, I have continued, not as much as I would want. I just keep, I for some reason, I keep doing Mammut plays, which is really an honor. Um, what I love is the community. Mm-hmm. So I love the community of theater, mm. but I love the community of TV because it's yeah. the same thing. Well, TV's been very good to you. TV has been very good to me, and I realize I've gotten very comfortable with people judging me from the comfort of their own couch <laughs> yeah. and not a foot <laughs> right away. Front, yeah, yeah, a foot away, exactly, yeah. with yeah. phones ringing. Uh, bef- of course, when that was when mam- the mammoth uh, speed the plow was going, there weren't phones in the audience. Have you been disturbed by phones in a play yet? Um. Yes, I have. I mean, you can tell the person is like, oh, God, I've forgotten. Yeah, they turn them yeah. off very quickly. But yes, I have. Yeah. They're, we're also, at least I am, more addicted to it. I mean, there you are on your phone. I yeah. Mean, yeah. 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 I'm not. I've never been a phone no. person. And he hates them. I don't, I I don't care. I, I figure if, they want, if somebody needs to f- contact me or I need some information, I'll find out. It's not going to change whether or not Scott uh, can change my life, you know, because wow. I don't have kids. So, but still, still, you know, still. I'm yeah. impressed. So you don't get up in the morning and check your phone. Uh, no, no, I don't. I will. I go check my emails in the morning with coffee and all that stuff. But I'm not. I don't care. I don't care. I'm. I am I in love with like my you. own thoughts, like within my own thoughts, and I like that. And then there's um, um you won the Emmy for Desperate Housewives. Is that right? I did. I won the Emmy for Desperate Housewives. That was a shocker. Yeah. And were was it a shocker? Fuck yes. Why? Yeah. Oh, I was in the front runner. Everyone was like, you know, you're not going to win. And I was like, no, I know. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, right before we were going, Bill and I were like, should we go? Do we have to go? Uh I was like, we don't have to go. Yeah. Um, And uh, it was it was surprised everyone. It was an upset. And did you cry when you went up on stage? I did. <laughs> I did. Damn it. <laughs> they're just so important when you win them. And when you don't, they're just so not important. But yeah. you're nominated. You guys are nominated for 13 now. 12. 12, yeah. 12 now. Wow. We've won. Uh, I've won two. And then uh, 
the show has won. No. I don't know. Mm-mm. No, but the, the, the hair individual, and makeup people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you were nominated for an Academy Award for Trans America. Yeah. Which I don't think that movie could be made the same way today. I don't know. You know, in the service of change, sometimes you got to kill your darlings. I mean, I, I people ask me this about um, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of with the... With the French Revolution, the pendulum sort of swings and sometimes heads roll that shouldn't roll. But, you know, revolution is not clean and linear. That's right. Absolutely not. And yet I think we have we need to support it. Yes, we absolutely do. I mean, it was you can't you can't legislate against boorish behavior, but you can certainly legislate against sexism and racism and. Of I agree, one hundred percent. Now we talked about. Uh, you mentioned Bill earlier. You married to William H Macy, It'd who's a great. fabulous actor. Where did you guys meet? He was um, he was my teacher at NYU. Stop. So we've got a he thing was... for teachers and <laughs> what and... is going on? A cameraman, felicity. <laughs> I did not touch him for like five or ten minutes till after I graduated. <laughs> uh, he was married at the time to a very, very beautiful woman. And I was like 150 with a bad perm and big pink glasses. Really? Uh-huh. Sounds hot to me. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of good, right? Yeah. Um, and then after I graduated, uh, he's just been the love of my life for a long time. We broke yeah. up for about four or five years. Really? And then we got back together. Okay, so wait a minute. So after college? Yeah, you, take us through that. What? So you were in college. He was your acting teacher mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at what school? NYU? NYU. And then uh, he and David Mamet started a studio, okay, called Atlantic, and then uh, and then, well, actually, it was called Practical Aesthetics. You can take a pillow because this part's boring. Yeah. Um, Practical Aesthetics, and then we all graduated, and and Mamet and Bill said, "Why don't you start your own theater company?" Which was like someone saying, probably way back when, "Why don't you have your own?" TV show all mm-hmm. about drag race. And mm-hmm. you're like, what? Uh-huh. Well, how about going to the moon? Yeah. yeah. Um, or walking on water. Yeah. So we all started a theater company. And our first year of the theater company, then Bill and I started, quote unquote, dating. As a yeah. matter of fact, I'll tell you a little story. So we were doing theater up in Vermont, as one does. I have a barn. Let's do theater. Yeah. You, know, you get $50 from yeah. your parents Waiting and you go Guffman. and do six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, we had an opening and, and David Mamet came and Bill came and there was a cast party at some far farmhouse far away. And Bill and I and, God, some random guy drove to the farmhouse. And I was so excited. I was like, I'm driving to the cast party with Bill Macy. Right. We got out of the car and Bill said, hey, there's a barn over there. Let's go see it. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> Bad perm, big pink glasses. Uh-huh. And I started over to the barn. And the other guy who was the threesome in the car started going over to the barn too. And Bill went, no, not you, pal. <laughs> so we went over to the barn, and I was looking at the barn going, yeah, it's really pretty. And then he kissed me. Yeah. And I went, oh, my God, Bill Macy kissed me. So, of course, I ran back into the farmhouse where all my friends were, and I went, Bill Macy just kissed me. <laughs> and two of the girls cried because they wanted them to kiss Oh, me. no way. <laughs> yeah. But then at that cute. moment, you owned his heart. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I hey, am. we're going to take a quick break, but mm-hmm. we'll be back with more Felicity Huffman after this. I love Casper Matches. We should write a song. Okay. I love Casper Matches because it's true. They are the most wonderful mattress company in the world. Michelle, you've got them. I've got Casper Mattresses. Tell the people why. Not only do I have it, but my daughters have it and my dogs have it. Your dogs have Listen, it? Listen, it's there's one... And Bella has officially kicked Romeo out of the mattress game. <laughs> Bella owns that throne. It's unbelievable. They're an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. You guys know that by listening to us. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface that with the right amounts of both sink and balance will change your sleep. They also have breathable designs that help you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. There's nothing worse than sleeping on a hot mattress. Mm-hmm. And you turn and you're like, oh, I can't get comfortable not with casper they even arrive right to your doorstep in a transportable box say that one 10 times fast yeah casper isn't just a mattress company they also have sheets pillows 
bed frames and even those dog beds that I was talking about so everyone in the family sleeps comfier than ever before. When I flew back from London recently, I flew American Airlines, Mm -hmm. they have Casper comforters. You're kidding. So I did a little super zoom on Instagram with like, did it, did it, did The little hearts, it was fantastic. They have different types of mattresses. They have the Wave, which is what we have. And they have the Essential. The Wave has a patent pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. This is the top of the line and it is fantastic. Fantastic, But the Essential has a streamlined design at a price that won't keep you up at night, and that one's fantastic as well. Get $50 towards select mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash rue and using the offer code RU at checkout. That's casper.com slash RU. Terms and conditions apply. Can we just talk about Squarespace? Yes. I love those two beautiful words together. Squarespace, Squarespace. They have made making your own website so easy. And I love that. That's the promise of the 21st century. Can we have everything be like Squarespace? Yes. And you're in control of your own destiny. Okay, child. Uh, Destiny's child. Yes. You can make a gorgeous website in minutes using their beautiful templates and simplistic drag and drop, drag and death drop, we call it, platform. When you're ready to purchase a plan, and get 10% off with the offer code RU. That's squarespace.com, offer code RUE. We are back with Felicity Huffman. We're talking about her partner, uh, William H. Macy. You guys have been together for a long time. Yeah, I think 20 years, 21 20 years. years. At what point did you split up for four years? Well, I started going out with him when I was 22, and then I, we split up when I was about 28. Yeah. So early years. Yeah, early years. And then we got back together when I was about 30. 32, How many children did you have with other men before you got back together with them? <laughs> that I own? Yeah. That I that I acknowledge? Yes. <laughs> None. None. <laughs> None. No, that's interesting. Yeah. What were you going to say, Michelle? I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay. I thought no. you were about to say no. something. You would have heard me if I was. Okay. All right. So now uh, we, we, um, we talked about... Uh, uh, Desperate Housewives, how that mm-hmm. was such a breakthrough for you, which led to Trans America. When you got the part for uh, Desperate Housewives, did you know it was going to be a life-changing job for you? No, I think they made it for $75,000. It was one of those tiny, tiny indies that came through. My kids were really little. I'd only done the pilot of Desperate. And... Um, Bill actually was like, I don't know if you want to do this. But I read that part and I said, I really want to do this. Mm. And the wonderful Duncan Tucker wrote and directed it. And so we went off to shoot it. I mean, it was one of those skinnier teeth, you know. Mm-hmm. We had the first AD driving the cam- driving the camera truck. And then one guy got drunk and lost the keys to the camera truck and went off to Mexico. And really? people were like holding their own lights. It was it was a very... Uh, For Desperate Housewives. On ABC. No, this is... For Transamerica. No, this is Transamerica. Yeah, oh my God, I was, I was like, like about hold to on. Say, yeah, 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 no, yeah. no, I'm so yeah. sorry. We shot the pilot for Desperate. Yeah. Then I went and shot Transamerica oh, okay. right. in oh. Arizona and New York. And, yeah. uh and it was done, you know, for $2.50. And I never thought it would go anywhere. Did you get any points on that movie? Transamerica? No. No. Oh, no, I didn't even know. Flicka. Flicka. Dummy Flicka. And then tell me about uh, American Crime. That's a big, that's another landmark role for you. Yeah, that was great. What? Tell me, what was your favorite part about doing that? Um, I think watching John Ridley and how he works mm. because he's a real artist, but he's also a real leader. So he comes onto the set and it's very specific and it's somewhat sacred and everyone's doing their A game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an example. In the production office, you know, they line up the actors' headshots mm-hmm. on the, you know, who's who. And it's embarrassing as an actor to sort of walk in the door and there's your headshot lined up with everybody else. It feels like a rogues gallery. So Tim Hutton and I went, oh, yeah, I hate that too. Mm-hmm. So we looked up all the people that were up for our parts before they got down the oh, list to us. Uh-huh. And we were like, great. So we got their headshots and we put them up first. And then like after four or five actresses, there's mine. And yeah. then we did Tim and it was going to be so funny. We came in the next day and they were down and the other ones and the original ones were up. Yeah. We went, oh, that's fu- let's do it again. I don't yeah. know. Someone didn't get the joke. Yeah. So we did it again. <laughs> and finally, the on the joke. third day, I was talking to John about the script and I said you know someone keeps taking down those pictures and it's so funny and he said oh I take those down uh-huh. we're we're here to work we're here to do serious work Uh oh that's that's not what we do I want people to come in with a sense of pride and yeah. a sense of we're here and um 
and respect. And I went, oh. Yes. So yes. I learned a lot from working with John Ridley, who's a lovely, brilliant man. And um, also I feel the third season he gave me a part that I never would have gotten. So I'm very, very grateful yeah. to him for that. Was it tough for you doing that role? The third season? Emo- yeah, emotionally tough. I mean, because it's, 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 um, there's a lot of emotional stuff work to do and do you do you go home with it are you just do you feel like you've been through the ringer after doing a role like that no I was no uh uh-uh it takes a you have to be um you have to be monomaniacal you have to be laser focused so uh during the day and in the preparation I do a lot of preparation I um I'm assiduous but after the day is there, I, I don't bring it home with don't me. Don't bring it home. Mm-mm. But you're physically you and emotionally, you have been through that. You you haven't lied about it. No. So your body doesn't mm-hmm. know the difference. Mm-hmm. That's why they say uh, it's so easy to have a, a love affair on the set. You know, people have affairs on the set because your mind knows that it's acting, but your body as you're making out with someone is like, I think I love you. Yes. Um, yes, you have been through that, but you know, you're doing a very specific job mm-hmm. that day or that scene or, or that episode. You're doing a very specific job. And so when you do that job, then you put it down and you go home. Yeah. And your yeah. hubby the same way because I'm a huge shame. He's fan. amazing. He's so fucking brilliant. Honestly, yeah. the two of you together and the two of you are – individually intense <laughs> the way you throw yourself into characters his character on Shamus is out of fucking control yeah. the way he goes up and down and in and out f- figuratively and <laughs> literally uh-huh. with these characters and then I think he goes home at night to this incredible woman how do you do that and I guess like you're saying it's individual and you choose to go well, this is my job this is like checking out I yeah yeah I punched. think it's sort of checking out. Although we do have very funny conversations around the breakfast or the dinner table because wherever so, usually it's once a day that we can actually all four of us sit down together. It's like what was the highlight of your day? You know, we do high low, you know, mm-hmm. high low. What's mm-hmm. your high? What's your low? Uh-huh. Or what are you most grateful for of that day? And someone's like I That's did this sweet. and I did that and Bill was like today I really enjoyed being tied to a bed wearing yeah. <laughs> falsies and, uh, you know, prosthetic penis. And I I'm like, yes. fantastic. But Jones, was like, sacrifice. I got an A in algebra. Oh, oh my God. God. I love it. So now, um, uh, you know, William H. Macy, brilliant, brilliant actor. Now, when you did the movie Georgia, Georgia Rule, you work with Jane Fonda on that. When you're doing a scene with Jane Fonda, do you forget the fact, I'm, they're laughing because, because I've asked someone yeah. else this question, and I, I did a scene with her once, and there's not one second that I forgot that is Jane Fonda. I'm in a scene. There's a camera. I'm in a scene with Jane Fonda. Are you able to forget that you're in a scene with Jane Fonda? Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm going, she's the character. It's not like I'm going, oh, that's Georgia. Mm-hmm. But I am able to say there's just a, happens to be a person in the scene with me. And there's something, my specific relationship, my specific relationship to them. And I want something specifically from them. So, Yes. Yeah, I can. You can forget. Yeah, I think you could too. Well. No, you could. It's just one day you can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like guest starring. It's the worst. I mean, I know it's fantastic. Uh Guest starring is the hardest job ever. You're the new kid. You don't have any agency. Uh You you can't jump on the skateboard and surf it. You're just kind of coming in going, ugh. And if you did it all day, every day, that would. Yeah, then you totally. You wouldn't forget, but it would subside. That's true. That is true. I, I, I read that you. Uh, you're doing the Central Park Five movie. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about that at all? Is sure. it okay? Do you play a lawyer or who do you play in it? Yeah, so Ava DuVernay is doing a four-part series on the Central Park Five um, since they were exonerated. Um, it used to be called the Central Park Jogger mm-hmm. before we knew that they were innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going quite in-depth with the characters and I am playing Linda Fairstein who was the – she headed up sex crimes in New York City mm-hmm. um, for quite a while. And she actually did a lot, a lot for women. I mean, she real changed – Real person. Yeah, real person. Mm-hmm. She changed the landscape of sex crimes and rape and what it took to prosecute. Um, I mean, it used to be – she made it so that you can't bring up a, 
a person's sexual history in the court ring. Oh. Like you can't go, well, yeah, that happened to Michelle, but she, but she also had been sleeping with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You can't that do that anymore. She, <laughs> she made it. Th- there was three strikes that when someone um, alleged that they were raped, that they had to have an eyewitness, that they had to have th- – they had to be able to recognize their rapist. I mean oh it was this God. three strikes thing that mm-hmm. if you couldn't – hit all these three, then sorry, we can't prosecute. Mm-hmm. So she changed a lot and did so much good for women. I mean, she designated sex crimes. I mean, really, mm-hmm. it's just like saying it's a hate crime nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, unfortunately, on this particular case, uh, she was wrongheaded and um, she she got the wrong people. And yeah. she, to this day, stands by her decision. Oh, really? To yeah. this day, she's still alive and she still believes they did it. Oh, yeah. She's very really? much alive. Um, she doesn't... Pro- she writes books now and um, she thinks that the guy who uh, who confessed, who's Mateus Reyes, Reyes, R-E-Y-E-S, she said, well, he was just the sixth guy, uh-huh. even though there was no... Right. He yeah. had DNA evidence. So full the denial. five boys. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure she did that so she wouldn't be wrong, so mm-hmm. that she couldn't be seen as yep. wrong. But uh, history has proven that she was wrong. Yeah. Other people have come forward and at least in a gentle way said, mm, if this had come, if we'd known this then, I yeah. wouldn't have acted. But but she hasn't. Um, so hmm. that's who I'm playing. Yeah. D- d- when you play a character who's kind of unsympathetic, <laughs> yeah. how do you bring... How do you not judge that character in a way that uh, that taints your performance? Yeah, yeah. It's the death of an actor to do that. You can't judge the character you know that you're playing. Um, well, um, you have to find something about what they're doing that you endorse. Um, mm. John Ridley, the first season of American Crime. First of all, it really sounds like I know what I'm doing. And I'm just giving you my opinion for the next no. five minutes. Oh, and then me. I change it. You know yeah, what that you're is doing. Your opinion, <laughs> you know your opinion matters. Anyway, so the first season of American Crime, I played a woman who at best, at best was a bigot and at worst was a racist. Mm -hmm. And when I first read it, I went, how am I going to do this without mustache twirling? I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't really want to just go up there and go, I'm the bitch of the piece. Mm -hmm. Um, And my very smart husband said, she's doing one thing that you can endorse. She's only doing one thing monomaniacal. And I said, what is that? And she said, he, he said, she is taking care of her son. Her son mm-hmm. happens to be dead, but she is taking care of her son. And anything that gets in the way of that, if it's it's a black woman who is a police officer and it, she's not going to give you a fair shake because she's black, boom, move her to the side. Yeah. It's just that's the only thing. And I, as a as a person, as a mother, I go, okay, I, I endorse that. And then you rely on the writing yeah. to shape it that way and you just do one noble thing. I mean, Eyes Hitler thought he was saving the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You he can't did. play him as a... Right, right, right. As a so your villain. husband was once your acting teacher. So once your acting teacher, always your acting teacher, you go to him with some of those equations and say, what do you think? All of those equations. We work with each other all the time. I mean, yeah. I love acting and I love actors and I love the tribe of actors. So it's one of the joys of our lives is to go, read the script. What do you think? This is what happened to me today. This is this is what I did well. This is what I really did badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, yeah. it lives What a in treat our... for him as your teacher for you to have been nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> yes. You know he had a little bit of, uh-huh. Wow, I had never thought of that. I don't know. Maybe he did. Of course his hand was in that. <laughs> and yeah. he's been nominated. No, his hand was in it. I don't know if he ever heard of it. <laughs> he's been nominated too. Yeah, he got nominated for Fargo. For Fargo. Well, can you guys both... Brilliant fucking movie. He's I know, so... right? Oh well, that's when I think God. I that's first became yes. aware of him. And Francis McDormand. Yes. And oh, yeah. Well, no, Brothers. I knew Francis McDormand from A Blood Simple from oh, the yeah. 80... Two or something like that. But that was the one that I think changed the game for all of that whole crew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Francis McDormand had been around for many years. Right. Yeah. But, um, and the uh, Coen Brothers, too. That was their big. Well, the Coen Brothers, I saw her in Blood Simple, which was was a Coen Brothers Brothers movie from 1982, maybe. That's where they got married off of that one. Off of Blood Simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what actors do you, are you always out? Who do you? What actors do you see at auditions all the time, or from back then when you were auditioning all the time? Who are the exact same actors you'd see up for the same roles all the time? It's like, oh, there you are again. <laughs> um, I ran into Laura Linney a lot. Uh huh. I ran into. Um, oh my god! What about Julianne Moore? No, she was way above me. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I ran into a lot of actors that actually at this point you wouldn't you wouldn't know. Um, trying to think of other ones. I, what roles did, were you this close to getting that you think, gee, that was the one that got away? Oh, Penelope Ann Miller. Um, Love her. Mm-hmm. God, there was a checkoff play that I was really close that I thought this is going to be it. This checkoff play is kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> words you don't hear often, Felicity. No. <laughs> you can tell I was not very business savvy. Um, what other uh, Penelope Ann Miller got a lot of roles back then. Mm-hmm. Then, I was it was like, then Gretchen Moll was in that group too, wasn't she? No, she's, she's younger. She's, she's, than younger. She's, younger. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a little younger. And Naomi Watts is she younger too? She's younger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, her group would be. Um, I'm, I'm trying putting to Laura think. Linney in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who I love. Um, but yeah, um, she's wonderful. It's a it's a tough it's a tough game, you know. And mm-hmm. we've all been very lucky at this. Yeah. Most people. Uh, do not succeed at it. What do you say to the old friends from, I know we're going to go for a break, to the old friends from NYU who who never made it? Have you been able to continue those friendships? Um, yes, I have because there are so many wonderful actors that work in theater or, you know, that are with the Atlantic Theater Company that I'm still a member of. Still a that, member. Yeah, yeah, that um, do plays all the time and are brilliant. We just don't know about them. So, yes, I'm friends with the with a tribe of actors, known or unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. The job, 5% of our union makes a living wage. 2% makes over 150 to 200,000 a year. Mm. 2% from 2%. the union. 2%. And that's not the ones that are like, I made $4 million and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the odds are not in our favor. Not in your favor, but if you love it, you got to do it. Are your kids, yeah. do your kids have the bug? I think one of them has the bug. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the other one, not so much. But you can tell sort yeah. of who's a member of the tribe. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. you're a member of the tribe. Yeah, yep. and the fortitude it takes to, to keep going. Yes. You know? And yeah. weren't there so many times that you guys wanted to quit? There have been a few times when I when I thought, okay, I think this is it. You know, yeah. because I didn't get a job. I, I You know, I was in New York clubs and stuff. But um, it was 11 years of just doing nightclubs and stuff before anything happened. But again, I, w- I wasn't didn't have the laser focus then. I was partying and having a good time. It was the 10,000 hours, you know. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. when it finally did happen, it hit. And then after about seven or eight years, at, at seven, eight years, I thought, Hmm. do I want to continue doing this? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I stepped back for a minute. I came back and here we are, you know? So amazing. It's all been good. It's all been good. Well, Felicity Huffman, thank you so much for Lovely joining us. To you. And uh, to our thank fans you. will see you on drag race. And I, I can't know, ma- wait I'm to meet so Sophia excited. out there. I know. We'll have to Sophia. have her come over and have a panel shot of photograph taken on the she panel. She would love that. That'd be, how old is she? She's 18. She's 18. So she made it right under the water. Boy, did she. Yeah. August 1st. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And Thanks. we will be right back after this. Oh, my goodness. My favorite app. Yeah. <laughs> Today takes. What would we do without it? Oh, I don't know what I would do without it. You know, the old-fashioned way was to, I guess, you know, call up. Oh, I cannot. I told you the story of when I called up that old-fashioned site uh-huh. to do. Couldn't get the tickets for the life of me nope. because they didn't recognize the the web uh, IPO that I was using from the hotel. Oh, my it's God. Ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Seems like 100 years ago. But those days are over because now we have Today Ticks. And Today Ticks is the easiest way to buy last-minute Broadway and theater tickets at the best prices. You can discover over 80 musicals, comedies, and dramas, and that's just in New York. It's also available in London, San Francisco, L.A., D.C., Chicago, Seattle, Philly. More cities coming soon. Stay tuned. Today, Ticks pioneered mobile lotteries and mobile rush technology. You could enter the lotteries to see shows. When I was in Jamie, they had kids that would come to the stage show every night and said, I just want tickets to front row for 20 pounds. Wow, because of Today Ticks. Because of Today Ticks. They give you access to insider deals and exclusive offers. You can get tickets up to 50% off in just a few taps. So download the Today Ticks app for free on iOS and Android. That's Today T-I-X. Or visit todayticks.com to see what's playing this week and treat yourself to a show. Jason Wu is here. Jason Jason Wu. I think you were 21 when I met you. Maybe 21 and a half. 21 and a half. Because he's only 24 now. Exactly. I know. Some dog years. Yes. (laughs) It's a fabulous fashion designer, creative director. And when I met him, you were the creative director of Integrity Toys. Yes. And you created my first doll. There's a new doll coming out. 
Uh, it's, it's actually, by the time this, this airs, uh, it will be out. It's She's a new doll film. Gorgeous. She's gorgeous. And, you know, that is completely due to Jason Wu. What an honor to have such a renowned international designer come back from his running his multi-million dollar business is to do the doll. What made you decide to come back and do the doll? Well, the, just, second, the second incarnation the second of the doll, yes. Well, and I'm, the first, yeah. You know, I never really fully retired from doing doing dolls. I mean, it was my first passion. You know, yeah. I learned how to sew from dressing dolls when I was 10. So, and, you know, um, you know, as you know, um, I moved to Canada in 93. When from where? From Taiwan. Didn't uh-huh. speak any English. Mm-hmm. And your billboards in MAC Cosmetics was what caught my eye. I had no idea what I was looking at. I just knew it was glittery and a living shiny, doll. And I just was obsessed. And <laughs> I didn't know what a drag queen was. I didn't even speak English. Uh-huh. And so I was reading, you know, so I, was, so, so I learned all about you. Uh-huh. And um, my mom bought me my first CD, which is Supermodel of the World. Oh, Shut my goodness. Up. She really did. She really did. She was, like, super supportive. And so it kind of, like, was very part of my coming out as a gay man now. Yeah. And also as a creative Yes. You know, a fashion person. Yes. Didn't absolutely. really know what fashion meant. Right. Yeah, just knew it, I liked it. You knew what it, it meant. Yeah. You just I, I didn't, just didn't put know it into it in words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't know fashion, didn't know drag, and didn't know queen. Now, isn't that the role of a parent? Isn't a parent, that's the, to, to usher their, to yeah. listen to their child and then to usher them guide. and nurture them yes. and guide them yes. into what they, they've yeah. done. Is your mother still with us? Yes, yes. And she, what, tell me, what do you think your success means to her? Um, I think it means that, you know, she she didn't really, she didn't. She didn't make a mistake because yeah. you know we, I grew up in Taiwan where when when I was playing with Barbie dolls I think I, she bought me my first Barbie when I was like four or five. Oh, God bless and, her. And you know I mean you know we were really laughed out of town, including from our family. Like our family <sighs> um, members did not approve. Yeah. And you know Chinese families, all your families and your business, yeah. everybody. You know and and I you know I was just an outcast within my family because huh. people were just did not accept that. But yeah. not your mother. Not my mom. What not you, my dad or my mom. Yeah, no. and are you only child? No, I have one brother. One brother. What do you think it is in in her background that allowed her to be so open? I don't know. She always had an artistic eye. Mm. My brother uh my my dad is in the farming industry actually. So mm. it's very quite opposite, but always super supportive mm-hmm. and I think my mom just instinctually she knew. She just knew. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so you were a creative. Yeah. And then, so when I met you, I think it was in 04, 05, something yeah. like that. Um, you created the first series of dolls, the RuPaul doll at Integrity Toils. Toys? Toils. Toils. Um, from there, uh, it, it seemed like overnight you became a sensation in the fashion industry. Had you been doing fashion at the sa- simultaneously with the doll thing? I was actually, you know... Um, I don't know if I ever told you that story, but I was at a peer dance and after a Yoko Ono performance, which baffled all of us. I remember that. You came out. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was, you know, I was living it up in New York City. That was one of the pride peer dances? Pride peer dances. Yeah. I had my little shirt off and, uh-huh. and you know, I was there and I was having the time. And then Yoko Ono gave a interesting performance. Screaming. Uh-huh. And uh, screaming. Uh-huh. And so we were all, all baffled. So we needed a moment to catch ourselves. And then you came out. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's a fucking sign. Like, it's a sign. Uh-huh. You swear <laughs> the sign. Yeah, yeah, it's a sign. Yeah. It's a sign. And then so, I mean, next day, once I came down, uh-huh. I decided <laughs> to go <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a a true peer dance. <laughs> once my once I was hydrated yes. and my pupils went back to normal, I decided that I was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna call. So we went RuPaul.com and it was like the whole time you were coming up with um, looking good, feeling gorgeous. Yes. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to call and yeah. see what happens. How do I look? Uh-huh. How do I feel? I yes. That. that is yeah. gorgeous. And the doll is so beautiful. I knew the doll was a success. When I looked at it, it looked just like my sister Renata. Yeah. I thought, Aww. oh, that's it, it captured my my the essence of my family. And then, of course, this new doll, which is available now at Integrity Nude. To, New Doll <laughs> at IntegrityToys.com. It's it's so, so gorgeous. More fabulous than the than ever, really. Absolutely. More fabulous than ever. Yeah. And there are three different ones. Yeah. And they all capture a distinct period and or look, actually from Drag Race, which is so fabulous. So yeah. tell me about um 
launching into fashion and and uh, into your own line. Yeah. Michelle Obama yeah. Uh, wore your clothes. Yeah. Tell me about that. How did that happen? Because it seemed like it was overnight. No, I, you know, I, I, after the doll, I mean, I continued to do dolls. Um, and done it for almost ten years mm-hmm. before, right? And um, um, and I was finishing school, and then I started my own fashion line. I started my own collection. How, how did and you get the financing for that? I made the money from dolls. Yeah. And so I had a little seed money and then with a little help from my parents, you uh-huh. know, and that was kind of how. So I started in 2006, 2007, the end of 2006, yeah. 2007. Yeah. And, you know, we just worked really, really hard and, uh, you know, really learned the business from scratch. Um, you know, that I mean, the experience of working in a business before when I was very young kind of really taught me a lot. Yeah. How to... Um, operate a business it was, it was subliminal i didn't really know realize it mm-hmm. yeah you know like i know how to like register a name sure i had to register doll names and patents and all of that so yeah. like little things like that and um and you but i really didn't know what i was doing i thought i did but mm. i didn't right mm. and uh but you know what i do know is like you know with every opportunity like my story with the rudol and meeting you mm-hmm. was that you know you never know until you ask that's right you True. know, yeah. and so you know, I was um, um, Mrs. Obama in two thousand eight had asked for some of my clothes, mm-hmm. and I said, "I don't know who she is." I'm not great <laughs> at politics. My husband, my now husband, is like, "That's Michelle Obama. <laughs> She's big deal." I was like, yeah. "All right." Yeah. I was like, "I guess." I- so I'll do it. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> I'll do it. And then, I'll make her a frock. I'll do it. Yeah. And then in October, I was like, by then I had like well been well versed. Yeah. You know right. that was. During her descent, it was during the summer. She asked. She's yeah. so fucking brilliant. And um, and I was like, I'm just gonna call and ask if she needed an inaugural. Yes. <laughs> like, so you did it yeah. again. You reached I out. Just ask yeah, exactly. Well, because you know they had already been in touch with me. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna ask. I can, can, little, can I submit a little sketch? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and I had like 24 hours, and I sketched it up yeah. and mailed it, and couple weeks her bag was like you can submit a dress you have like you know three weeks yeah and that was and um and then i remember i took the dress and i was like oh i just we finished the dress we were like all like just three of us yeah sewing the last minute details on and then we're about to stick the dress in a fedex box and i was like this feels supremely wrong Uh to stick this dress in a fedex box after all of this Uh opportunity so i just bought a ticket and went to chicago yes and delivered it jason you have such incredible luck that i was just thinking if you had five numbers to choose in the lottery Uh what what (laughs) What would would they they be (laughs) interestingly enough i've never been able to win a lottery yeah me neither but you do have incredible luck and it just goes to show tenacity you know if you want something you got to go for it and what's the worst that can happen no yeah, yeah. I mean, you listen. You know, luck is what life hands you, and your hard work is what makes the whole thing happen. Yeah, yes. that, I love that. You know, you, you you get the opportunities, and you do your best to go for those opportunities. That's where luck comes in, right? That's yeah. it. That's yeah. that's the combination. But without one, you don't just go around, you know, finding thousands of dollars on the floor. Right. No. Sometimes you do. Right. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> you know, I not just, normally. Not normally. But you know, it's uh you kind of create your own luck. Yeah. Based on the opportunities. So I just continue and put myself in the work. Mm-hmm. And you know, we kept working. I kept working with Michelle and mm-hmm. uh, our business grew little by little. Mm-hmm. But I didn't try to sell her dress or didn't try to make something right. that was like, hey, you know, like here it is. I thought, you know what? That's the first lady. We, there's some respect needs to be done. Yes. You know, do. And and so, you know, out of the all eight years in the office, I never posted once about her on Instagram. Wow. Never. You wow. know, you didn't do an ABS. No, I didn't. <laughs> and, you know, you know, what was super, super really uh, meaningful was when she invited me to the Smithsonian to donate the dress. Wow. And with a gl- class of like 50 children, high school children mm-hmm. from from the Bronx. And that were interested in fashion design. And I mm. gave the speech to them. Mm. And then I had a whole Q&A. And so she really made something quite meaningful Absolutely. out of that. Absolutely. And they that was really great. such class and elegance to yeah. that office, oh, especially yeah. after what had been there before. And it's uh, unfortunately what's there now. But yeah. um, their legacy is is not only kindness and great policies, but also just elegance. And yeah. you are part of that elegance. Now, we earlier you talked about starting your business in fashion. So yeah. many 
fashion houses come and go. Yeah. So many designers try to launch it. What's the biggest mistake these these people make? Talented people. You see them come and go. You're still yeah. here. What is the mistake that people make? I think don't believe in your own hype. Mm-hmm. I think people, you know, fashion is, it's smoke and mirror, much yeah. like the drag world. Sure. Smoke and mirror. Yes. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just, Done in two very different ways, where drag is literally smoke and mirrors, mm-hmm. where as fashion, it's a lot of illusion. Mm-hmm. Illusion of this, illusion of that, kind of fake until you make it. Mm-hmm. But the second you get too comfortable, you believe your own hype, I think that is when you start wor- stop working hard and the yeah. work starts, starts being bad. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's about the work. Yeah, right? of course. I mean, if you make shitty clothes, I don't care how famous you are, mm-hmm. still shitty clothes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, I just, uh, you know, I my my now I'm 35 and my attitude has completely changed from when I was in my 20s, where I just you know I I just put my head down and do the work. Do the work, yeah. Do the work, yeah. We've got Jason. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Girl, the Squarespace people are just turning the life around. Turning it. They're turning it. They're turning people's lives around because they they've created something that allows you to create your own website without all these other people none of them is you you don't need a webmaster you can do it yourself yes and we get some really great emails and you can keep them coming at rupaulpodcast at gmail.com tell us about your Squarespace experience and your Squarespace websites and you get a free trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com when you're blown away and ready to confirm a plan use the offer code RU to get 10% off and you'll be getting a great deal and helping to keep what's the tea free and we have a letter right here Okay. Okay. Um, hey, Ruin Michelle, I've been a listener to the show for a while and a big fan of Drag Race. You two have inspired me to finally create an official website for my artwork, Art by C.S. Lima. I'm a mixed artist of color, and most of my work represents women of color and celebrates indigenous cultures, which is hard to find in most art. That's absolutely true. I strive to give representation to mixed ethnicities and generally all shades of brown. Yes. Color is what makes this world we live in so beautiful. Drag has also inspired me to put myself out there more as a queer indigenous woman in a way where I can be confident in my own skin. Thank you both for being a huge blessing in so many lives and spreading words of wisdom, inspiration, encouragement, and healing. Please check out my artwork at www.artbycslema.com. I think it's cslima.com. And it's, her name is C-A-R-M-I-L-L-E. Now, in French, it would be Carmi. Yeah. Uh, it could be Carmilla. could right. be Carmil. Carmil. I'm going with Carmil. Go with Carmil. So it's www.artbycslema.com. That's right. We get lots of gorgeous letters. Keep them coming. Uh, send us an email uh, about your beautiful Squarespace website at rupaulpodcast.gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> no dots. Yes, there are no dots. No. Darling. Ats. There's ats. <laughs> rupaulpodcast at gmail.com. That's squarespace.com. Offer code RU. We've got Jason Wu with us. He That's is great. the fabulous designer and creative director and designer of in fact, he's designed, he actually, listen, this is what happened. He found me and designed a series of dolls for Integrity Toys in 04, something like that. Then went out and became world famous, <laughs> uh, designed Michelle Obama's inaugural gown the first time and continued working with her. Then just this year came back to Integrity Toys to design a series of dolls of yours truly, moi, RuPaul, that are just fabulous. The dolls are available now. If you're lucky enough to get your hands on them, you got to get these dolls. They are so lovely. I know a lot of doll collectors out there just love these dolls. Uh, Jason, we talked about starting your business and how so many other businesses fail in fashion, what yeah. are the, the mistakes? You said they, they don't believe the hype, but also your work ethic. Your parents are in in business. Your father's yeah. in business. The work ethic. Where do you where'd you get that? I found my parents. I think they're just very, they were always, always really hardworking people. Yeah, you know, very dedicated, very much in the work. My my dad calls himself the farmer because mm-hmm. that's his nickname because essentially he is. Mm-hmm. He studied. You know, I mean, he manufactured crop. You know, now actually my brother is working with him. I just went back to their farm last. 
two in months Canada? ago. In Taiwan. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, and it's uh, incredible to see how passionate they are and how mm-hmm. about their craft. And I'm like, oh, you know, we have a lot in common, not in what we do, but the way we approach it. Yes, yeah. And so tell me this, um, um, you've done so much. Uh, are you still creative director over at Hugo Boss? Uh, no, I just uh, finished this year. I'm concentrating my new label. My my um, I'm concentrating my own label. Uh-huh. Um, we just celebrated our 10th anniversary. And it was time for me to really try to. Um, I want to think about what the next 10 looks like. Yeah. What and what and without giving anything away or yeah. jinxing anything, what do you want to do? Do you want to do films? Do you? You're a creative person. Clearly, yeah. you can. You have a vision for everything creative. Yeah. What things have you not done yet that you'd like to do? Well, there's a lot. I mean, you know, I yeah. I mean, you know. Doing costumes in a film, even you know, working on a film, directing, or, you know, directing, um, just kind of like you know, I'm 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 going to design a line of furniture later on. Oh, I love that's home. Great. Yeah, I, I love, love to cook. Um, I want to do more in the culinary world. And the reason why I really, um, you know, the project of this second coming of Rudolph was that I decided that through this opportunity, I was like, oh, I'm, I still really love it, and uh, now I want to combine everything that I love uh-huh. into work that I do yeah. you know I, I kind of went on silo and just did fashion for 10 years yeah. and and now I'm like you know time for the empire it's time for everything and yeah. and I, I I love the experience of redoing dolls because it was my first love mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. then this was really fun because I noticed that you know I, I never kept my eye off of um, the toy industry mm-hmm. and what I noticed when I was starting up um, it's mostly um Housewives are collecting dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, baby boomers that were grew up with Barbie dolls. Yeah, because it was a collector thing. Yeah, collector thing. But the new generation, you know, I still go to the convention every Do year. You? I never stopped. I never stopped going because you know the integrity of her guys are like my family. Yeah, they gave me and they're first... dolls. By the way, can we just say how gorgeous they're their dolls are? Dolls, yeah, and um, they're basically all drag queens. I mean, they I are totally. Yes. Yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, yes. come on. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, and you know. Um, my audience is predominantly young gay men now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like 12 to 25. Really? 12? Yes. So what I'm saying is I'm seeing an opportunity, a new era where, you know what? It was so taboo for me to play with dolls. Mm-hmm. Yet now, we are, our core audience is young gay men. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we need to bring them something fabulous. Sure. There isn't yeah. anything out there. Yeah. Right Somebody now. needs to call Marie Osmond. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You know, we were talking earlier about, you know, we were talking about fashion. And, you know, in the past 10 years, the the um, ascendance of quick fashion with Zara. and, yep. and Disposable fashion. Disposable yeah. fashion with H&M and, and all of those. Uh, Forever 21. Uh, top and, man, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, where do you see this going? How do you, how does that affect it? High fashion. I think it has. I mean, you know, a lot of times for us, you know, you know, it's good and bad. Certainly, um, it makes appreciating designer clothing that takes a lot of time to make mm-hmm. um, less appreciated because yeah. the new generation thinks, you know, I can get the same look. Yeah, it's twenty bucks. They do. And then I yeah. throw it away tomorrow, and you know, we're creating an incredible amount of waste in this yes. world. You know, yes. people burn down clothes all the time, and I think that's very, very bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad for the environment. It's bad for the planet. Uh, it's bad in general. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, what I do see on the horizon, though, is um, a, a generation, maybe the one post the millennials, that are going to really embrace quality again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gen Z or whatever mm-hmm. they're calling. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's like a pendulum, pendulum. Yeah. one yeah. way or the other. We've one been way talking or the other. a lot about pendulums. You certainly yeah. have. And it's yeah. real. And right now, I'm seeing you know, like I, you know, I, I, I remember Wigstock and all of this fabulousness in the '90s. That yeah. I it was my first introduction to the Western world. Yeah, and. We didn't have that for a long time. Yeah. And then now it's kind of back in the, with a vengeance. Yes. So I have to think that there is something great coming up. I agree. And, I you know, that. we've witnessed in the past couple of years in this country this sort of hostility and negativity that um, somehow it has to give birth to this creative yeah. uh, flourish of, of what you talked about from the 90s. It has to. I just think, you know, as I do glamour and either I'm doing a plus or I'm doing a a, a, a dress for 20-something to a 30, 40, 50-something. Mm-hmm. I, I make women look their best. Yeah. You know, it's about, the, you know, because once you dress up and you feel amazing, your output, your energy is completely different. It's like your Superman suit. Yeah, and it's what I do. You know, like what I do is bring that. You know, she could be a red carpet celebrity to 
girl next door, yeah. you know, and what I can do, you know, I think is pretty powerful in enriching their lives or yeah. making their moment special. You know, you remember that dress and you're like, oh, that was a dress that made my moment. Right. Yeah. 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 What do you tell the young people who want to get into fashion, who want to do what you've done? What do you tell them? Don't try it at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's painful. Yeah. But you know what? No, I mean, go for it. But you know what I mean? Again, you know, now it's less, you don't really have to go as much through the establishments. You don't have to knock on quite as many doors nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the industry has completely changed in the last it's 10 years. It's because of the internet? Yeah. yeah. It's the internet. I mean, I find people online all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, in fact, a lot of the people that work at Integrity Toys now, mm-hmm. I found on the internet in the last mm-hmm. de- over the last decade. Wow. I was telling Michelle, I saw a doll of her incredible likeness online by a very talented artist, and yeah. you discover people like that. Yeah, yeah. he's on. I've seen that doll. Side guy, yeah. It's he's just beautiful. All, and we were just talking about all of his dolls, and he hand does everyone yeah. painstakingly. Uh-huh. And there, there are in talent. There are talented doll makers like yourself. Yeah, and that's how they start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fashion, art, floral arrangements, architects, whatever you know, and then you know that's that's our way of discovering new people. Sure, you know, and that is a very powerful thing. Very powerful. Do you find your that part of your role is to be a curator for young people? Um, I hope so. I think listen, I hope to be an example that you could, um, you really can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you succeed at it is one thing, but you're you know you gotta kind of just. If you don't do it, you never will know. That's know? right. And but I find that a lot of young people want to do it um, perfectly out of the bat and, and, and are afraid to make mistakes, which sort of paralyzes them to, to not do anything. They feel yeah. like, if I'm not going to do it perfectly, yeah. they don't want to do it. Yeah. Were you able to make mistakes? And, and I think I was, you know, I think in my 20s I was almost... Too confident. Mm. So, but are you all twenty-year-olds? Yeah, you know, kind of like a little shit. You know, right. like you know, whatever. And I thought I knew it all, could mm. do it all, and everything was like under my fingertips. And you know that that's kind of that was part of what got me mm-hmm. um, here. Yeah, but um, but you know what keeps me here isn't to be you know is to be grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I I just I you know I hope. You know, in the internet age, a dangerous thing is people get famous very quickly, mm-hmm. and fame can blur things very, very oh, often. Oh, honey! Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's a double edged sword. It certainly yep. is. Yeah. So you said that in your twenties, you thought you knew it all. Now you're uh, around thirty five. Yeah. What did you? What do you know now that you didn't know in your twenties? I know that I knew nothing uh-huh. in my twenties. Yeah. I mean, I knew nothing. But you know what? Like, I just with that attitude. I just somehow learned it. Yeah. You know, like, I think I'm actually more scared now than mm. back then. Yeah, well, we didn't have fear back then. No, back then, we, we weren't invincible. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, every single person we talk to that's just out of their 20s, even freshly out of their uh-huh. 20s, can look back just that year and go, I didn't know shit. Yeah. But you yeah. know when you were in it at yeah. 21? Bitch, you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> yeah. I oh, think no. all nobody of us could feel could. that way, right? Oh, my God. Nobody could tell me Isn't anything. it crazy? <laughs> That's the invincible years. Yeah. So, but now you you know what you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. So you're you're married now. Yeah. I'm married. And how did you meet your husband? Uh, we met at New Year's Eve party twelve years ago. Wow. And twelve years ago, I think he was um in love with me already. And uh-huh. I, of course, was not interested because uh-huh. he was, you know going to pier dances and such. <laughs> Who does that? didn't have any time today. So. Yes. But yeah, you know, we did. And, uh, you know, he ended up helping me a lot in my business. Um, wow. He uh, he works with me still. And, so, uh, yeah, so it's like family, you know, and, um, you know, we're all very close. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you go out at all anymore? Party? Yeah, I mean, still. I mean, I, Where do you go in New York? Like early bird specials and restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> really Sometimes oh you get a God. great deal. You can always get seats at 6 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yes, honey. Even better at 4.30. Oh, I love it, 4.30. Yes. Yeah, because, I, you know, when I'm in New York, I've, you know, I rarely go out. I have yeah. gone to the standard, uh, to the Boom Boom Room yeah, on top of the standard, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. which is so chic up so there. So fun. It's so beautiful so and fun. chic, and everyone's dressed up. It's so gorgeous. But I have no idea where else to go 
No, you, you know, you know what I do now. I, I I go out Thursdays and go to viewing parties, and I finally understood. I I, I never went to the viewing parties for RuPaul's Drag Race. You drag race. Uh-huh. Drag race re- viewing parties. I went for the first time this year. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I finally understood uh-huh. why my brother went to sports bars. Huh? Yeah, oh right. I yeah. never understood. I was yeah. like, you know, you got a TV at home. Yeah, why do you need to go out That's to some Monday loud night football. bar? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, the sense of community. I was like, I mean, the excitement. Yeah. You know, I go to Standard East for People it. People in the like, bar screaming and... I mean, I'm screaming. Yep. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, besides myself and drunk. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm beside myself and then drunk and then binge eating on fast yes. food, you know. But it's the best. So they have a viewing party at Standard East. Yeah, they do. At the, the yeah. hotel, the Standard yeah. East, yeah, which yeah. is on, on the Bowery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so what time, I guess, uh, eight, eight, it's so hopping down the there, Rue. I mean, we pre-drink. And down yeah. that neighborhood is where everything <laughs> is right now, too. It, yeah, at the Bowery, right. Uh, in the, right at the East That's Village. It, it yeah. is yeah. the hopping place right now. Yeah. yeah. So you pre-drink at the bar yeah. there. And then it comes on at And then we all watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you watch it with that Queens. Yeah. And like some of the girls make guest appearances. Like Trinity right. made an appearance. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And Cameron Michaels did one. So oh, you kind of get like a, so they talk about things during like commercial breaks. They really make an event out of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I hadn't seen that much energy in gay bars. Yeah. Since I first moved to New York oh in right. 2001. That's yeah, amazing. well, because the internet and the, the apps, yeah. you know, nobody has to go to a bar anymore. So yeah. what they do go to bars yeah. for is is drag race, the drag race girls yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's really fascinating to, to live long enough and to watch uh, these changes in yeah. clubs. Do you think you'll always live in New York City? I think so. I mean, I think New York is where I feel the most myself because mm. I've been, you know, I've lived in so many different places and New York feels like the Taiwan, most. Taiwan, Toronto, the U.S. and then yeah. went to France yeah. and then um, and then back here, uh, back to New York. Yeah. Um, but New York because you just, the, the energy. It's the most diverse, you yeah. know. The it's greatest the most, city in the great, world. You know, I mean, you, you don't really see color there and mm-hmm. it's great. You know, it's just everyone. People. You know, people are yeah. just people, yeah. and it's great, you know? Yeah. What inspires you? W- where do you get the inspiration? Um, anything, you know, like, I'm, I'm. that's why I don't drive, because, like, I'm really absent-minded. Uh-huh. So I walk around the city, and I was like, oh, look, a rapper on the street in the pretty <laughs> green. And I'll go, like, take a picture of it. And i be like, that green is going to be on the next collection. Oh, or, like, a beautiful exhibit at the Met. To, like, you know anything old film to a new film yeah but not always what people think like i i think inspiration comes from different places sure. and it can come from the most unusual places now it could be like it, it it could be from a comedy show to it could be um you know a kid who does makeup mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. does amazing makeup and you're like oh these colors are so amazing i want to do something like that yeah. it's kind of a i cause designers like blenders you know we blend all these cultural references actual re- references in design culture mm-hmm. um pop culture we kind of blend it all together and when, what comes out of us is the clothes absolutely the collections well what i'm hearing is that You've learned how to interpret through your body, through your channeling, yeah. uh, what inspiration is, and it turns into something yeah. physical. Well, we have enjoyed everything you've done, Jason Thank Wu. Thank you. The doll, the RuPaul doll, is available right now everywhere you got to get. It's probably sold out at this point, but uh, uh, if you can get your hands on one, you should. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. You are so lovely. And Michelle, darling, until next time. Yes, my love. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.